0: Welcome to Travel First with Alex First. Our fourth day in Moscow turned out to be a beauty, starting with a hearty buffet breakfast at the four-star Marriott Tverskaya Hotel. That's T-V-E-R-S-K-A-Y-A. That's where my wife and I were staying. I must say, they're really comfortable and inviting digs, Well-appointed with a very attractive lobby, an inspired atrium, and great beds. Isn't that what you're after? Along with ready access to Moscow's sensational attractions. Today was our day to explore Moscow by foot and see just where Providence would lead us. 20 kilometres down and 10 hours later, having seen quite a bit, we made our way back to our hotel. Few people in this grand city speak English. So asking for instructions can be a bit tricky, but there's always a hotel to pop into or a retail store where you can luck out. We're visiting in the midst of winter when the temperature is typically minus 10 or below and today happens to be Christmas Eve. The decorations on the streets are plentiful and ornate. Sparkling gold and white lights are particularly prevalent in canopies and on rows of electronic Christmas trees. And then there are coloured decorations that pervade the surfeit of large crissy trees dotted around the sprawling metropolis. A quick view of an inner city map, which you can pick up for free at hotels, reveals a number of grand boulevards encircling Red Square and the Kremlin. Walking up one of these while it was snowing, which it did continuously, at times quite heavily throughout the day, provided a few unexpected highlights. Firstly, a number of friendly young adults were inviting passers-by to get into the spirit of the season by playing games and exploring specially constructed displays. For instance, we used an old-fashioned slingshot to try to unseat a few characters, as you would in an arcade game. We were given pucks to try our hand at mini ice hockey. We entered the Ice Princesses domain and could take a photograph in a wooden sleigh. All great fun, all free, and something to put an immediate smile on your dial. Isn't life grand? Christmas in the snow in the Northern Hemisphere. A few hundred metres from the Kremlin sits the tallest Orthodox Christian church in the world, a grand white building with golden domes. With an overall height of 103 metres, the Cathedral of Christ the Saviour is the second church to stand on the site. Of course, after the original. The original took more than 40 years to build during the 19th century. It was destroyed on the orders of Soviet leader Joseph Stalin in 1931. It was meant to make way for a colossal palace, but the Second World War intervened, so that never happened. The current church was constructed between 1995 and 2000. You don't need to pay to enter, but you're not allowed to take photographs inside. Suffice to say, its interior design is as breathtaking, rich and lavish as the exterior is great. This is Travel First with Alex First. Walking down the stairs below ground level is a second spectacular spiritual chamber. From outside the cathedral, we could see an imposing statue nearby, a monument to Russian Tsar Peter the Great or Peter Leksevich, who ruled between 1682 and 1721, it turned out to be the largest effigy I've seen, rising to a height of 98 metres. That's taller than the Statue of Liberty. The statue sits alongside the Moskva River to commemorate 300 years of the Russian Navy, which Peter the Great established. Weighing around a 1,000 tonnes and containing 600 tonnes of stainless steel, bronze and copper, it was erected in 1997. It's the eighth tallest statue in the world. Alexievich stands confidently at the bow of a tall ship, for all the world, a leader. The statue has courted controversy, partly because the ruler moved the capital to St Petersburg during his reign. And it's considered by some to be downright ugly and intrusive, not by my standards. I thought it was awesome, a huge drawcard. Next stop was Gorky Park, named after Soviet writer and political activist Maxim Gorky, who lived from 1868 to 1936. Gorky Park just celebrated its 90th anniversary. The park is also the name of and features in a 1981 crime novel set in the Soviet Union during the Cold War by an American author, Martin Cruz Smith. A couple of years later, it was turned into a movie starring William Hurt. A thick blanket of snow covered the ground when we arrived, and the pond in the park was frozen over. The 24-metre-high main entrance to the park, with its stone columns and intricate metalwork fence alongside, is a sight well worth seeing. It makes for a great photograph, as, of course, does the park itself. Moscow has been a glorious experience thus far. Those we've encountered in shops, on the streets and at tourist attractions have, to a person, been friendly and hospitable. Being Aussie so far away from home has also been endearing, insofar as the Russians appear most impressed that we've travelled all this distance so readily to visit their fair land. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from bites.com